All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. Okay, a great, a great way to start the podcast, a yawn from Isaac Bayer. My name is Quinn Eaton, and this is episode 291 of All You Need to Know. I'm not going to go into the topic transition. I'm just going to go ahead and put that be, out there. Because are you going to have... Are you going to have me on for the 300th episode? I don't know. And I'm nervous because usually we have something big planned for episode 100, 200, 300. I don't have anything right now that I have up my sleeve. I'm nervous. Sometimes, though, I, I do feel as though your best work comes in crunch time. And so I'm hoping that uh, once I start cramming for episode 300, something beautiful is going to come out of it. But we're not there yet. We're still a little ways away. We're at episode 291, and we've got a doozy of one today, I think, personally. Isaac never thinks that the topics that we talk about are worth anything, which isn't a good sign because if you are on the podcast and you think that, I can't imagine what people are thinking that are tuning in and listening, or maybe they're not listening because of some of the things that we're talking about. I'm a champion for the people. I am the people's representative in this AY2K court. And the fact that you don't take my uh, my opinions realistically, it's a bad look. Well, I took some of your opinions uh, into account on today's episode. Uh, something that we were talking about just in regular conversation actually kind of sparked this idea. And some All You Need to Know fans might say, we feel like you guys have covered stuff like this before. Maybe that's true, but we've never packaged it. Uh, in an episode like this. And I didn't mean to make any sort of Christmas gift pun there, uh, but I, I do think that that was the right way to present uh, the topic. And that's another Christmas gift pun there too, if you want to say present, present. Anyway, sorry, I, I know this isn't very uh, get him out of here. high shelf stuff, but I'm excited to get into today's episode, specifically for one reason that we'll get to, uh, which Isaac, you know what I'm talking about. It's the reason why uh, we started talking about this and throwing this out as a topic. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that there are going to be some things that we maybe briefly touch on that if you just started listening recently, you would say, wow, I, I wish that they would have given us some more on that. Well, we have. You just have to go back and listen to the episodes that are dedicated to those topics. Uh, because you got to find it as well. Yeah, we won't because tell I, you what number no, it is. We I, don't know I'm, where it is. I, I'm There's too lazy. 300 episodes and you got to go scroll through each yes. one because we Thank you. don't know where it is. Thank you for saying that. Yes, I'm too lazy to go back and look at it myself. All you have to do is just type in all you need to know where AY and 2K and the thing that you're looking for. So uh, a good search engine optimization thing here would be to just type in AY and 2K Christmas and that should give you what you're looking for. But why don't we go ahead and get into today's episode? I know that you don't like long intros anyways. Uh, it's only been a couple of minutes now, but I do think that we have enough on the plate, right, to get to. get to. So let's go ahead and dive right in, if you're good with it. Yeah, dive me in. This is episode 291 of All You Need to Know. Today's topics, topics or topic, holiday traditions. Can't help but notice the cameras a little bit. You you you're sitting 
with your back towards the wall, usually you sit in the closet with your back towards the clothes. Yeah, a little bit. And this time it's a little bit more towards the wall. The camera's angled probably 45 degrees. I was curious why. Just a little bit of a a change up. And again, those kinds of details don't necessarily matter because we are an audio medium. Uh, So no one else is seeing me uh, in the closet that I'm sitting in. I never understood the word medium in in terms of, you know, a noun. Sure. And I honestly agree with that. And so I believe that we don't have to really dive any deeper into it and we can just move on because we have to talk about holiday traditions and I can't think of a better way to describe what we're discussing today. There's something about saying the word holiday tradition or the phrase holiday traditions. That's just so comforting, right? Isn't there something like it's a warm, you get a warm feeling whenever you you hear holiday traditions, those two words together. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, yeah, probably. I mean, traditions, you got to be careful sometimes, but holiday, certainly a warm and fuzzy feeling. You put those two things together. Uh, I think for the most part, most people, that's probably pretty comforting. Right. And I guess it would be good to say that the holiday season isn't always something that uh, promotes those warm, fuzzy feelings for everyone. So Uh, Hopefully, if you are listening to this, it's like, oh, I I would like to celebrate uh, this time of the year. But there are a select few that probably are like, oh, gosh, we got to get through Christmas. Right. So I don't want to belittle them. But I do also want to kind of raise up this this time of the year because personally and selfishly, it's one of my favorites. Right. Like you said, uh, you, you, you hear the holiday, you hear traditions. Those two things together means that you've got Christmas. You've got all kinds of Christmas-themed activities. Lights go up. Uh, the sun sets at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. There are a lot of things to be excited about uh, this time of the year. And so... Let me go ahead and stop you right there. Sure. Because I'm, I've I'm got stopped. a... Because I've got a... Because i got a question for you. Would you say that building a snowman, sledding perhaps, snow activities, would you say that's a holiday tradition? I would. What would you say to to people in Australia or the Southern Hemisphere whose Christmases, though you might not think about it, fall in the summer months for them? Well, that's a great point. Christmas in the summer. And how do you feel about that? That's a great point. Thanks for bringing it up. And to me, uh, I I just hate it for them because honestly, in this this part of the the country where I live uh, and where you used to live in Kentucky, Tennessee, you get snow, but it's not as often as it, as it feels like you used to you're you're getting snow for the most part if you kind of live out where you are uh, out in in uh, Wyoming Colorado and then kind of in the north part of the country the northeast especially getting hit with snow uh, now i feel like i'm just boring people with um forecasting weather and weather and weather topics yes uh, i think we've done that before small talk where we just talk about weather and say man the northeast got slammed with some snow did you see that you know that's one of those things you could bring up yeah. uh, to a stranger but yes that is a tradition but maybe holiday traditions are based upon or based in certain areas certain regions so australia might have their own holiday traditions right maybe for christmas instead of building a snowman they just take a bunch of a bunch of snakes and try to fasten them together to where it appears like it is frosty the snowman right we don't know we don't know a lot about that continent so we just kind of leave it on its own and just hope that everything's okay right 
instead of talking about Australia, we're going to talk about holiday traditions, well-known and not so well-known. I'm actually excited about this. So there are going to be some things that we talk about today where you say, oh yeah, I, I know what they're talking about. There are also going to be a, a few, a select few things that we bring up and you go, I've never heard of that whatsoever, but I'm down. I think most of these are going to be like, okay, I, I didn't know that was a holiday tradition, but I'm going to make sure to add that to my holiday tradition checklist. How do you feel about that kind of synopsis as we get into some of these traditions specifically? Uh, I think that most of them will probably probably be either recognizable or be a bit silly. And uh, whether uh, and the level of silliness saying, oh, these guys are just making fun of me uh, or, oh, that's interesting and, and comical. I think it's a thin line. Yeah. And while you're answering that question, all I was thinking about was how good of a sip I just got of my ginger ale. And speaking of holiday traditions, ginger ale around this time of the year hits different. What are you saying? I don't agree with that. What are you saying about ginger ale hitting different around this time of the year? You told me it's got to be a winter oh, month, it's got to be yeah. a holiday month for oh. ginger ale to hit. You know, you ought to say that in the middle of the summer. You come off the mower and, you know, maybe you're not, maybe you're taking a break from alcohol for a while, but you hop off that mower and crack open a ginger ale. I'll tell you right now, you'll be singing a different tune. I'll tell you that for free. There's there's no bad time of the year for a gingy. All right. Let me let me get that out in the open. But around this time of the year, that that ginger flavor, right? And it's a little cold. This is the only time of the year where I might crack open a room temperature gingy, right? If I walk outside, what? hey, hey. That's crazy. Hear me out. So, hear what's me out. This man. Hear me out. This is the only time of the year. If it's like 30 degrees outside, right? You walk outside, it's chilly. Oh man, I could use a hot chocolate, maybe a cup of coffee, or a room temperature gingy because that that fizz, that ginger is gonna is gonna really warm you up. It warms the soul, crisp, warms the esophagus. Uh, there's there's plenty of things to talk about whenever it comes to a ginger room ale. temperature ginger ale. Is like I'll take the ginger, hold the ale. You know what I'm saying? It's but, absurd. Put ginger ale uh, in its own topic listing, and we'll we'll talk about that for thirty minutes. I would you love do to. Eggnog? Do I do eggnog? You do eggnog? I, I've tried it. What do you put in your eggnog? No, you I, don't I've even tried, do eggnog in the first place. I've tried eggnog, and I've tried putting things in eggnog. There's just something about the delivery. Um, I I, I like. I'm a dairy guy, right? I, I drink chocolate milk probably every single day, but for some reason, the consistency of eggnog just doesn't sit right with me. I, I, I'm not a big fan. You want to put nutmeg on it? Doesn't matter what you put on it, what you put in it. Uh, I know some people make a little uh, eggnog like with bourbon or something like that. Now, that sounds great in theory on paper, but things that are on paper don't always work out in real life. But I'll put down an eggnog question to to ask the polls uh, and to have three people answer on said polls. Um, that'll be great to, to, see, to see how people react. But let's get into our list here. We've got some well-known holiday traditions that we need to get to. And one of the first ones is decorating. So I was talking about this time of the year being one of my favorites. I think it's also because you're seeing holiday wreaths, you're seeing Christmas trees, uh, you're seeing all of these other decorations that kind of just gets you in a different mood, right? Because you're not used to seeing these things. And then, you know, around this time of the year, you're going to see some lights and you better see some lights. Cause like I said, it gets dark at three o'clock. Uh, what are some of your favorite uh, Christmas decorations that, that you appreciate? 
you know, it's hard to say because I really don't usually decorate on my own. This was the first year I did it. I will. I appreciate decorations that are reasonably priced because I'll tell you right now, I don't know about you if you're decorating, but I went to Hobby Lobby and there, I mean, you might as well call it price gouging. I'm talking, you know, you want some, you know, you, you feel kind of weird. You know, you walk into yeah. Hobby Lobby, like, I just need stuff. I just need things to fill up the space that is festive. And you're getting like three types of Santas. You're getting like, you know, a couple ornaments or whatever. You're getting a rug. You're getting a, you know, a, a three foot tall bird that's got like a top hat on. You know, you're yeah. just getting stuff and you're like, this is weird. Right. And then you check out and you're like, this is an $80 charge to yeah. my credit card. Like, I, I don't, this is absurd. Hobby Lobby's two slogans are take our stuff and shove it in your place. Right. That's that's one of their slogans. Two I is think so. you best expect to walk out of here with an eighty dollar charge. And it's and it doesn't even matter. Is. It doesn't even matter if you go in for one thing, it's eighty dollars. If you go in for four things, it adds up to eighty dollars. You're spending eighty dollars at Hobby Lobby if you walk in there. You just you best be prepared to do so. But I, I get what you're saying. Uh you're looking for decorations that are a little bit more affordable and it maybe doesn't matter that the value that you get from the decorations being there, that doesn't have to match the dollar value, right? You don't have to go out and spend $150 on decorations when you could go to the dollar bin uh, section at Target, get a couple little snowmen and call it a day and you're just as happy. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so you know, and the trees aren't even really that. I mean, they're a little pricey, but comparatively, it's easier just to have a whole tree. Yes. And to and, buy a bunch of little stuff. And with a, a Christmas tree, whether you go artificial, um, I, I right now I'm in a period of my life where we have an artificial tree. I grew up always getting a, a real tree, which I do appreciate. Um, but it's kind of an investment, right? Even with the real tree, if you get it early enough, it, it's, it's lasting you through probably New Year's. Uh, and it's giving you that joy that we're talking about just from seeing it. An artificial tree, you go drop however much, maybe... If you go to Hobby Lobby, $80 for a Christmas tree. And then all of a sudden, like you just keep it for years until the lights go out or until your cat knocks it over or something. So uh, decorating is a very simple holiday tradition, but I do feel like that's just a very universal thing. Like everybody decorates. It's a well-known tradition. Uh, and putting putting things up uh, is, is a great time. You put on some Christmas music, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, and you just kind of, you know, throw up some garland here. Put an ornament there. It's it's a great time. Now taking down the decorations, that's a holiday tradition that I, I could go without. And I, I do believe that someone could create some sort of business where you just come into people's houses after Christmas, right? Maybe tell them this is a little dangerous. Tell them to go to the store for a little bit and come back and all of your stuff's going to be packed up uh, and you're definitely not robbing them, right? That's the I only think, concern that I think people would have is like, oh, leave, I'm going to leave what? my home. Do you have a lot of storage? No. Do you have a lot of storage space? Not right now. That's the biggest problem. That's exactly my point. And that's the biggest problem. Oh, boy, I'd love to get uh, and decorate. Oh, where are we going to put it all? Sure. Uh, I don't know. It's going to take up a seat on the couch for a year. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, where are we supposed to do it? What are we supposed to do with this? Yeah, that's where, you know, the garage or having an attic really comes into play. Uh, I don't know if either of us have those luxuries at the moment. But speaking of luxuries, family meals around the holidays is another holiday tradition you're usually getting together for thanksgiving for christmas you're having a nice hearty meal i know we do uh, the whole nine yards we get the turkey do the dressing um a, a family staple of ours and don't tell anybody okay because it's a secret corn pudding 
You ever had corn pudding? Oh, what is that? Oh, oh boy. You're saying you, but you, trust me, if you had a even just a, a, a little spoonful, you'd be hooked. I don't know. It's it's like a drug. What? What's the difference between your Thanksgiving and your Christmas meals? We we do the exact same thing for the most part. Uh, turkey dressing, corn pudding, uh, that kind of thing. I know that. No, I mean, that, to each their own, you know, but uh, and it's seems a lot. like you ought to have, out of respect, you ought to have a little bit of division between the two but i mean you know to thine own self be true you know it, it would honestly do everybody a lot of favors if we move thanksgiving up to let's say august i know it'd be kind of hot but just to give you some separation between those two big meals because no, the way that we do it the way that we do it is just right right there back to back seems like it's only a couple of weeks and then you're back there stuffing your face with turkey and dressing once again and i love it it's a holiday tradition that i'm always there for food I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what? I'm a big fan of that. I'm more of a fan of Christmas breakfasts. You know, Christmas dinner, it's fine. It's good, whatever. But a Christmas breakfast is in the mornings, you wake up, you're doing the gift giving thing, you're with your family, and then, well, potentially you're with your family. And then you're like, oh, well, everything's open. You know, like, what do we do now? We you have a breakfast mm. and you got then there. You have the full spread. You do a little That's breakfast where the casserole. real appreciation. Occasionally. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a big breakfast casual fan. I've got a good recipe for it. But occasionally I want to go a little more traditional. I want to split things up. I want to have the eggs here and the and the bacon on this plate. The sauces are on that plate and so on and so forth. And the bacon I mean, and what happens. How many plates you got? Well, you wanna, I usually, you know, we do a we do a plate for every serving. Well, that's another dish. tradition, right? You're talking of a, a breakfast, a Christmas breakfast, and that's a tradition, a holiday tradition that you look forward to. It's a it's a part of Christmas, right? You can't imagine Christmas without it. And I know that I can't imagine Christmas without Christmas music, right? Because there's nothing like it. It's the one thing I was actually talking about this earlier today. It's the one thing that gets me in the mood more than anything. I, I love a good Christmas movie. Don't get me wrong. But whenever I hear Dean Martin, you know, singing in his velvety voice, talking about snow falling down or trying to keep a woman in his house and it's too cold outside, right? That kind of thing. That is what really makes me feel like the holidays are here. Hey, he sang it. I did, I was just pointing it out, right? That's yeah, the song. Okay. Uh, but Christmas music really does it for me. We're going to talk about some specific Christmas music in a second, but have you ever noticed that basically all Christmas music is just from the 50s and 60s, right? There's no new Christmas music. If there is, it's a new artist re-recording the Christmas music from the 50s or 60s. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Now, and I, and you know what? In a general sense, yeah. It, you know, to, to generalize, sure. But I'll say this to you. Two years ago, I bought Michael Buble, my boy, Mikey B. I bought Mikey B, yeah one of his Christmas albums on vinyl and it came on a red print vinyl. Hell yeah. He's got a couple, he's got a couple original contents. He's got a couple OCs on there. And I'll say that that Christmas album and, and I don't want to be attacked for this because I've got nothing but respect for the Elvis albums and the Sinatra's and the Dean Martin's and Tony Bennett and what happened Crosby. Crosby and so on. But that is my favorite Christmas album is the Mikey B. He's the second one because I think he has two. And this is the second one. This is the newer one. It is my favorite Christmas album, yeah. bar none. I, I I don't have anything against uh, old Mikey B. I'm a big fan. 
Um, not to be confused with uh, Mikey Jordan, right? Because whenever you say Mikey, I feel like you can kind of get those two mixed up. We're talking Michael Buble. And I really do appreciate him. Like I said earlier, though, most of his Christmas music is just, hey, an old guy saying this, I'm going to do it again. And he does a great job. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I can't I can't think of putting a Michael Buble Christmas album above, uh, you know, let's say a Dean Martin Christmas or Merry Christmas from Bing Crosby. Like those, I feel like, are the more traditional uh, ones. And and there is more modern country music, or not country music, Christmas music. There is modern country music as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the older stuff, the stuff that sounds old. And stuff that sounds old, while, we're ta- while we are talking about it, uh, we've got to mention Charlie Brown. All right, we finally got here. This is something that we're very excited to talk about. Um Charlie Brown, as you as you all might know, as you're listening to this podcast, has a holiday special for basically every single holiday. Now, is this a cash grab? Big pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Is this a cash grab by uh, Charles Schultz? I think is the guy who is the animator or was the animator for Charlie Brown. Is this a plan that he set out that said, listen here, we've got holiday specials, right? There's all kinds of christmas ones you got frosty the snowman you got rudolph the red-nosed reindeer right how about we create a character who is a child but seems like a middle-aged depressed man we put him in a yellow shirt with a black stripe that no one's ever seen on any piece of clothing before in the history of human human existence and we have him and his depression celebrate every single holiday on the calendar that way, every single time one of those holidays pop up, people watch our thing and we get money for it. That's the that's the plan, right, that was laid out whenever Charlie Brown was born, or at least the, the idea. We don't know when he was born. Like I said, we don't know how old he is, even though he does act like he's kind of having a midlife crisis. You know, that's sort of the assumption, I think. Uh First of all, that there's some ulterior motive, that this plan was set out and laid in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, which is dubious to say the least. And secondly, I would argue that the cash grab is hitting all the big high points, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Name another one. Of the Charlie Brown uh, yeah. catalog? I've seen uh, it's President's Day, Charlie Brown. I've That's seen, not true. I've seen That's Happy Fourth of true. I've seen Happy Fourth of July, Charlie that, Brown. He's making that up. No, I, I've exist. seen I've seen all of these. Right, I've seen it's it's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. It's Memorial <laughs> okay. Day weekend, Charlie Brown. They have and one you know for what? every single one. The cash grab would be if they did that, and then they continue to do it if they remade it. Well, like they they did like the Fuller House thing where they had a classic. Uh, uh, you know, piece of media, and then they said, "Oh, well, it's been thirty years. Let's just do it again." They have you know? the opportunity they to didn't. do that, and and they actually have. They the did Peanuts a, movie. They did the Peanuts movie, and you know what? Was he even a was char- was the was the original creator even a part of that? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't want to soulless. Uh, yeah, I don't want to uh, recklessly speculate on his involvement in the Peanuts movie, which was great, by the way. But what, why we are really talking about Charlie Brown is if you watch one of those movies or programs, whatever you want to call them, they're usually about 30 minutes, I think. There's one thing that stands out to me above the rest, and I'm not talking about Peppermint Patty having an adult male's voice, and she's supposed to be a female. I'm talking about 
Vince Guaraldi's score in every single Charlie Brown special. This man was cooking. He was cooking Let him cook. on Charlie Brown specials. I sent you a, a message earlier today, I think. And there is a song from Charlie Brown's uh, Thanksgiving special called Little Birdie. We're actually going to lay out here for a second and let it play just because I want people to understand how this song had no business being this good. This is one of the best songs I feel like I've ever heard. It's groovy. Uh, Vince Guaraldi, you know, his his uh, Christmas time album, right? Where you've got all the Peanuts characters singing like Christmas time is here. You know, that it's, it's a like, classic. Sounds a lot better than what I just sounded like. But you turn that on and it's like, oh, my God, like this guy knew what he was doing. It's the perfect companion piece for the Charlie Brown special. And he's and he can do jazz. He can do classical. He can do, uh, you know, a piano styling, right, where it's just Schroeder over there shredding the keys on his piano, on his tiny little ass piano. But there's one song where I, I had no Who's idea. Who's playing the piano? Huh? Show some respect. Who's playing the piano? I said Schroeder. He was playing the piano. I didn't, I didn't hear you say that. You can listen back and, and you'll see you'll you'll hear me say it. But he does all these different songs, and then there's all of a sudden, out of nowhere, on the on the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. I think it, what is it called? It's Thanksgiving, or it's the great. I don't know what it is. The great pumpkin is the great is, big pumpkin. The great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Then you've got Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Uh, Eat Charlie Brown, one of the. One of the less popular ones. Have uh, some respect. Write listen, that down. Write listen, that timestamp down and back that, that out. That was one that I don't know what they were trying to do with with that one. But uh, let's lay out for a second because Little Birdie off of Char the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special is a jazz infused funk psychedelic maybe even song as Charlie Brown is walking around, I think with Woodstock, just, pre just preparing a meal. Let's, let's just lay out for a second, listen to it. And we'll come right back. good is that how good is that it's unbelievable what what was vince garaldi cooking up whenever he made that song it the only comparison that i can think of is whenever they brought in uh the tarzan movie uh what's that guy's name that that uh phil collins right is that is that the oh. guy that is that the guy that yeah, sang no, the song on tarzan and it was like yeah, a but that's whoa. a yeah i don't know if that's a good comparison but yeah i hear i hear what you're saying though Okay, well, I just I just wanted to put that out there because I just love that song. And Vince Guaraldi, you said you bought a, a Christmas vinyl, right? And you have it. I and... bought the Vince Guaraldi Christmas collection that he did for the Christmas Charlie Brown uh, uh, piece of media. And I bought it on vinyl just literally this weekend. And um, it's it's been life changing. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. If you, I, We'll just go ahead and do a PSA here. If you haven't ever just sat down 
and listen to Vince Guaraldi, some of the work that he's done, phenomenal. It, it's it's, it's life changing. I, I I don't know. I doubt it. But I'll look it up. Uh, he's alive in his music, and that's all that matters. And we were going to mention other movies, right? Because Chris, Charlie Brown is one of those movies that you probably turn on around uh, this time. Uh, there's a shocked look on Isaac's face. Uh, he must have found some interesting uh, information about first Vince Guaraldi. First of all, he died in '76, so this would had to have been this had to have been at the end of his career. First of all. And second of all, he's got the best facial hair I've ever seen. Wow. Hands down. It's the best, most meticulously crafted mustache ever seen on a man. What's the uh what's the name of of uh, you know a piece of work that someone does that's considered, you know, their best work? Big raw? Yes. So that is that it? I something like that. Uh that that must have been Vince Guaraldi's like he's pouring out this last part of him uh into the Charlie Brown programming no that's not it that's not it that's the opposite it's the final blow or shot given to kill a wounded person or animal okay that's not so so that's not it's a magnum opus magnum opus vince Crowley's magnum opus was uh the charlie brown programming so that was close uh shout out to vince garaldi all right and i feel like we've talked enough about him we were going to talk about maybe other christmas movies that you turn on christmas vacation elf uh, it's a wonderful life. You know, we, we've done an entire episode on Christmas movies if you want to check that out. But let's go ahead and get into the not so well-known holiday traditions, right? We just went through some of the more well-known ones and then basically did a, a Vince Guaraldi celebration of life uh, for like four or five minutes. Um, so let's go, go ahead and get into the not so well-known holiday traditions. And the first one that we have on the list is something that you brought up, a Christmas nap. Now, there must be some sort of strategy here because how do you fit a Christmas nap into such a hectic, busy Christmas day? Let's not, let's not uh, put on airs. Okay. Christmas is not a busy day. You open up presents in the morning. You have a breakfast. You do nothing. Your ass is watching football for mm. eight hours. You have a big dinner and then you go to sleep. That's yep. it. Talking about a busy day. The Christmas nap, it's all, it's midday unless you're up watching eight hours of football like you are. Okay. So just fit it in wherever you can. Sneak away, maybe after your Christmas breakfast, in between uh, whenever people start showing up for, you know, a Christmas dinner or early uh, afternoon Christmas dinner type thing. So just fit it in whenever. It doesn't matter. It's a holiday tradition, though, to you. Yeah. It's definitely a holiday tradition for my dad. Gotcha. What's your dad? Probably any any man over the age of probably what thirty seven, uh, the Christmas nap is is something that's involuntary. It happens at some point. Yeah, and you, you don't even realize it. You wake up, you're like, oh, yeah, this is part uh, of your DNA now. And such a such a wonderful time it must be uh, once you get to have the involuntary Christmas nap, and no one ask anything of it. Um, another not so well known holiday tradition is shooting pumpkin Santa. Now, this happens early on in the holiday season for me. Uh, we gather up all of the pumpkins that we had uh, decorated around the house. Uh, we stack them and then we pretend like it's like a, it's kind of a, I'm, I'm trying to think, it's almost like a 4th of July thing. Yeah. Something like that. And and it's it's kind of like 4th of July where like the explosions, it's a celebration, right? So you're, you're pummeling semi-automatic shotgun blast into a a pumpkin santa a santa that's fashioned out of pumpkins 
Um, and it's just kind of opening up the holiday season as you're also opening up uh, the, the pumpkins physically with shotgun blasts. Uh, another holiday tradition that's not so well known is leaving the turkey neck on your least favorite neighbor's doorstep. This is something that really sticks it to that that rotten neighbor, right? You give them the turkey neck because who really wants that? Uh, they're thinking maybe you're going to give them, stop by their house and give them some sort of holiday gift. No, you get the turkey neck, Brenda, and you better like it, right? It's just as simple as that. that. In a downtown Nashville high rise, how does that work? Well, I, I don't want to answer any questions about uh, downtown Nashville high rises. I do want to get on to the next not so well-known holiday tradition, which is scolding your second cousin about their unemployment. This usually What's happens. Second cousin. What's the relation to a second cousin? Go ahead and explain that. You got your your first cousin and the second cousin would be the cousin of your first cousin. So you've got a, a cousinception almost. And they show up at the holiday dinner or they show up at some point during the holiday season. And you say, you know, uh, what's the latest on, on the job search? You know, because they've just been living in the in a basement or something. And they said, well, you know, it's just the economy. The parents' house. Yeah. You know, the economy, you know, Joe Biden's America, you know, answers like that. And then you just say, well, you should probably get a job. Uh, and then you start offering up opportunities uh, that you know of, such as maybe you were at the dollar store and you saw a now hiring sign that you feel like might be uh, within their grasp of employment, uh, something that they could handle. Yeah. And now that we've gotten through that, I wanted to give enough time to a topic that has never made the light of day, uh, something that you are always so excited about, but it never happens. It's a holiday tradition mainly between you and I, uh, and it revolves around an idea that we had very early on here at All You Need to Know uh, around a fake Christmas infomercial. So imagine a, an infomercial uh, that's, that comes on in the dead of night trying to sell you uh, a collection of Christmas hits, right? Yeah. That's the idea behind this idea. Mm -hmm. But we've never done it, mainly in fear from me of being canceled for it. Now, that he, might raise some flag, red flags, right? He's oh. afraid of satire. Quentin is afraid of satire. I'll go ahead and come out and say it. Um, the idea is AY and 2K's cocaine Christmas. Now, maybe so that's about it's about as respectful as any SNL skit ever made, or like a Lonely Island, even more respectful than like some Lonely Island video they made years ago. This is very tame, but it's still he fears. I do. Uh, I, I, I at one point was avoiding it because I wanted to be able to get a job. Now I have a job, would like to keep said job, so I'm afraid to to kind of pull uh, the trigger on this idea. Now, it's as simple as it sounds uh, for those people that are listening. You just take Christmas songs and you... You parody them. You parody it, even just for a couple of seconds, because it's supposed to be formed into this infomercial uh, type presentation. And it's very simple, right? As you can imagine, uh, Rudolph the Coke-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, White Christmas, you don't even have to change the title of it, right? Because it's it's already kind of cocaine adjacent. Grandma got ran over by a crackhead. Things like that, right? It's a great idea. It's a holiday tradition for Isaac and myself. We always come together and say, man, wouldn't it be nice if we did this? Wouldn't it be um, fun? Wouldn't it be and fun? I'll, and I'll say it right here on this episode right now. If you in any way think that would be interesting, funny, uh, amusing in any way, Tell this man 
I've been trying to get him to do this for no exaggeration. It's been years. If you in any way have any amount of interest in this, reach out to this man. He's got a an email. He's got the Twitter. There's just so many ways to get a hold of him. You have to let him know. Spur him into action. Now's the time. If if any That's time it. was the time, now would probably be the time. And just to give you a little bit of taste of kind of what we would be going for, uh, just imagine this voice saying, It's AYN2K's Cocaine Christmas, featuring such Christmas classics as Rudolph the Coke-Nosed Reindeer. And then, then you hear a little bit of the song. like, exactly. And so we're creating mini mid-2000s. Could be a good idea, could be a bad idea. Let's see what people think. Uh, but hopefully you enjoy your own holiday traditions this holiday season. We're very excited uh, that we got to get through this topic. Isaac, thanks so much for joining me. And that's going to do it for this episode of AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm Isaac Bear. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at all-you-need-the-number-two-no-zero-zero at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K.